Oh boy, here we go. It is Friday up in here already. Welcome to it. I am Stretch. It's the Big 49. Time to get it rolling. It is uh, LCR day today. That means uh, Kyle and the Moto Man going to be going at it today about 3 o'clock here on the Big 49. And then it is Supercross Eve. We start Saturday in Denver. It'll be live coverage at 4 p.m. right here on the Big 49 with Moto Man, Jason from HYR, and Bookie Kyle in the house. No stretch I read for this week. I got called away to a more important assignment. Hardly there is nothing more important than Supercross, I know, but when your uh, work says you come or you're fired, you have to go. And I'm like, but I have Supercross to do. And they're like, yeah, come or you're fired. Man, it's crazy. I'll tell you, um, uh, I'm an indentured servant at my real job, and I am doing today, tomorrow, and Sunday. I'll work uh, 36 hours of the 72, so half of the next 72 hours I will be at work on the job in uniform doing my thing. Oh, going to be a grind of a weekend. And then it's right into next weekend. Uh, more fun next weekend. I am going to try like hell to be there for the Utah Supercross, the last round of Supercross. And then I know I'm going to be back gone again the next weekend on the same stuff, but it's good. That's a week off and I'll be missing again. So that is my schedule here on the 4-9, but you will find me 3 a.m. till noon Pacific, just like you will today. And today's a, a hell of a moto show, I'll tell you that. I got moto coming out my freaking booty is what I got. Coming up in mere moments, we will talk to Mr. Smith, Jordan Smith of the Star Racing Yamaha team. He was back on the podium last weekend looking really, really good. In fact, he had some lead laps, which looked good. So we'll talk to him about all of that. We also got a quick one with Joe Shimoda. Love Joe Shimoda. What a very sweet guy. Nice to see someone from the Pro Circuit Kawasaki team back up on the podium right now. And they got another big blow with Jason Anderson being announced that he was out for the remainder of the Supercross season as well. Uh, Good news. I got updates on a few guys in Moto Minutes today, like Justin Barsha, Cooper Webb, and Aaron Plessinger. So that's good. Another thing in Moto today, it's Friday. Typically, you just get the media day out at the track. But today is the uh, last chance qualifier Yamaha event that they do from Pulp MX, which is really cool. They say they got about 100 grand to give away to these guys, and that's all taking place today as well. So a lot happening in the world of moto. Outside of moto, I got typical dumb shittery. It's kind of what I do. There was a dumb shittery award. I would win it for excellence in broadcast journalism. I'm going to give you a story about a guy that's got maybe the greatest defense ever. Not. He's a shooter, by the way. He shot up a a hotel. Going to get his defense. It's solid. (laughs) You're an idiot. We're going to talk about that. And then I found another story that just backs up what I've been telling you guys. I'm serious. When I worked at rehab, I learned a lot. And I say something a lot on this show, and it's worth repeating because we have a lot of young males that listen to this radio station that are into moto and it's worth repeating and I'll sing it from the freaking top man I go tell it on the mountain that Jesus was born that's what I'm going to tell you but besides that I'm going to tell you about drugs and the dangers of drugs especially if you are a young male so I'm going to get into that because I've seen it I know it and I say it it's what I do 
Uh, then I got a guy that's, uh, he's scary. His name is Michael Myers. You know how scary Michael Myers is. Well, Michael Myers has changed his weapons up. He's like the new 2023 version of Michael Myers. We'll get into a story about that guy, too. So this is going to basically be stupid story, moto interview, stupid story, moto interview, stupid story, moto interview. That's how we're going to roll through this show today. So get yourself ready. Put on the old bell helmet three, old school. Put on the old school chest protector, your kidney belt, because I'm old. I'm old school like an old fool. I'm going to wear a kidney belt. I'm going to roll out, neck roll, the whole nine. Got a double shocker bike. We're going to ride this bitch off into the desert like a G. Hang on, because coming up next, Jordan Smith, Star Racing Yamaha. It's the Big 49. Big 49, it is a stretch show. And right now, we are talking to the dudes from the 250 podium. And one guy up here that is always a pleasure to see is Mr. Jordan Smith of that Star Racing Yamaha team. And Jordan, this is like a resurrection of your career this season with Star Racing Yamaha. You had been around. You had a lot of success, uh, I guess, back in the late teens and not of you and the like 17, 18, 19, I'm talking of the century. And then here you are in 2023 and tonight it looks like you really were able to get it all back together and really be dialed in. So uh, walk us through tonight. Tell us about uh, what it was like tonight and this kind of uh, the, the difference in, in this success you're having now at this point in your career and what you were having back in, you know, 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Um, I mean, tonight was uh, definitely today was like that's what we've been looking for all year with a good yeah. start and uh passing hunter on the first lap and you know like running running good for for a few laps it's just those those dang mistakes you know yeah. uh just keep happening and we're trying to figure it out and we're working hard throughout the week to to get it figured out but uh yeah like you said i mean i'm, I'm not taking these things for granted uh yeah. you know after uh i think my last podium was in 19 and since then it was uh pretty uh, i mean i never like there was a couple of times I didn't even know if I was going to be able to keep racing a dirt bike because we couldn't get injuries figured out and this and that. So um, to be back up here is uh, special and, and talking yeah. to you guys and um, and in front of the crowd, it, it's it's special to be back up here and, and doing it with a with a baby now is uh, even more special to, to have her here at the races. Absolutely, but let, let's look back at so you had that success because it's not something that we typically see in this sport. You you had that great run of like 17, 18, 19. And then there was, you know, injuries and some stuff that really kept you off the box. It seemed like you didn't seem like you might get the, another big chance. And now here you are and you're back looking good and you're a threat to win any race that you're in this season. It, it, do you have a totally different perspective between this part of your career and the early part of your early success in your career? Like walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, there's definitely different perspective. I mean, um, I feel like now, like, then I felt like I was on top of the world, and like yeah. you, you, and whenever you're there, you feel like you're not gonna like lose it, you know. But then yeah. <laughs> whenever you go all the way to the bottom, sometimes it can feel like you're never gonna get back. And uh, to be back, to be back there and, and finishing yeah. on the podium consistently is uh, it just feels good. And um, you know, it's uh, I just I definitely feel like you know I'm running out of chances. So trying to yeah. make make the most of, of each one and. Uh, and yeah just trying to get better each week and i feel like i i i've said it before i feel like i'm in two different careers right now uh, uh my the first half of the career before 2019 and then yeah. afterwards so 
um, yeah, it's uh, it's cool to to kind of go through that again. And but speaking of going through that, you've gone through a lot, and that's a lot to go through as far as your mental toughness as well. And to you know go through that, then you feel like you've lost it all, and now you're back. Did did you work with a sports psychologist at all? I know a ton of guys have mental coaches or whatever they want to call them, but did you do anything like that, or is this just simply been grabbing yourself by the bootstraps and pulling yourself up? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't really worked with any anyone um, like a mental coach or anything like that. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just been you know like in seventeen and eighteen, like I barely ever crashed uh, throughout those yeah. like those two years. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's just been a lot a lot of it like over the past few years. So I wouldn't necessarily say this year, but a lot of it was um, lack of seat time, like yeah. just trying to show up to the race and, and race with the best guys in the world and like not play or not not racing it's like yeah. playing golf and and you don't play but twice a year and you're like <laughs> think you're gonna be able to show up and yeah. play with pga tour guys like <laughs> this doesn't work except whenever we instead of hitting a ball out of balance we go crashing over a jump and you're hurt again you know yeah. so uh it's um yeah it's i think just trying to get back to just feeling comfortable on the bike and, and getting that seat time in. And you're looking comfortable on the bike and you're consistently getting up on the podiums and, you know, running top five and being solid as hell. I know this has been a great year for you, you know, uh, professionally, mentally, overall in your career. Now, with that being said, you're on a one-year deal with Star Racing Yamaha. Are we looking at uh, another year? Has there been any work on a new contract with you or an extension? Like, what's going on with you and this Yamaha team? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we're good to go for next year. Um, Everything, you know, these last uh, few weeks, like, we've been doing a lot of testing and stuff, even though there's only a few races to go and just trying to – get uh get ahead of the game for next year and trying to um once this year was kind of you know like out of the like championship or anything like that it's just been kind of trying to uh build and um see how we can be better for next year all right well congratulations on getting something done for next year stoked to see your progress and your growth and and this resurrection of your career has been very very cool best of luck to you as the season continues jordan and i'm sure we'll pick you up here in the outdoors as well i am stretch this is the big 49 your home of moto rock Extreme. the man Report. It may only be May, but I know what I'm getting Moto Man for Christmas. Yes, it is a Dwayne The Rock Johnson dildo. That's right. He's got his very own dildo collection out. You can purchase them on Etsy. Imagine this. It's a big black dildo, but the head of what would be the penis is The Rock's head. This shiny, bald, slick head of The Rock. So it's a rock cock, and that's what Moto's getting for Christmas. Shh, don't tell him. Police in Miami had to go to the home of former UFC fighter Jorge Masvidal yesterday after a domestic dispute ended up in a shooting they say Masvidal himself was not arrested and was not involved in the scuffle but there are reports out there that his father Jorge Masvidal senior is now in custody so we'll get more details as they emerge singer Ed Sheeran just dodged a huge bullet in court. He had been accused of stealing the song Let's Get It On from the late Marvin Gaye and incorporating it into one of his huge hits. He was found to be not guilty of those charges by a judge in court this week. Unfortunately for him, the judge could do nothing about Sheeran being possibly the ugliest man in the music industry. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4-9. It is a stretch show right now. I'll tell you, I got a lot of people with famous names that aren't the actual 
uh, person whose name they have, even though it's their real name. Let's go right now and talk about Randy Johnson. No, not the famous Hall of Fame pitcher. Not the unit. This is a, a guy that's a murderer or an accused murderer. He's 36 years old. They call him the Courtyard Killer from Poughkeepsie, New York. He went into a, a hotel and shot up the lobby and shot a bunch of people and killed a guy. Uh, the guy that got killed was just there to visit his son who was going to college in the same town. Had gotten up early, 7 o'clock in the morning, went down to the lobby to get a cup of coffee. This psycho, uh, Randy Johnson, started firing fastballs, only they were all coming from a gun. And this was a gun that had been modified to be a fully automatic gun. He shot the entire clip off into the lobby and then reloaded it with another high-volume magazine and emptied that clip as well and left a wake of terror in his path. He killed a, a guy named Mr. Cuts, K-U-T-Z, and he was arrested. He's now being charged with murder, and he's in court, and I'm not kidding. They went with this defense. So Mr. Cuts, who was, like I said, came down early to get a little coffee out of the lobby. That's a great thing about going to, like, cheap, cheap motels. They got free coffee in the lobby always. Maybe sometimes a continental breakfast, too, like a a bad Danish, a not uh, real fresh Danish that's in plastic wrap, like an Intamin's one. It's sitting there on the counter and a cup of coffee. You can't beat that. Well, Mr. Cuts came down for the free breakfast, the continental breakfast, and he took a bullet and died. Well, they did an autopsy. He died from a single gunshot wound. Well, here's the defense. Uh, Mr. Johnson says, yeah, I didn't shoot him. There's no way I shot him. I was shooting a machine gun. There's no way I could have just shot him once. If I shot him, he'd have been shot a whole bunch of times. I was blasting fools everywhere. That's his defense. Now, he had a friend with him, and a friend was shooting a 22 caliber gun, and he's basically trying to roll over and pin it on his friend, going, you guys better check the bullet that hit this guy because it wasn't the bullet from my gun. I did not murder this man. So while he was emptying his machine gun, his Glock fully automatic machine gun in the lobby, his friend was just going, pow. Pow, pow, with a little uh, pea shooter. 22, a 22, you get shot with a 22, it's probably just gonna piss you off. It's like shooting a bear with anything. It's just gonna get mad and come at you, shooting a Sasquatch. But if you uh, shoot a human with a 22, chances are they're gonna be bent and just come back and kick your ass. This guy died. You can't die if you get a vital organ or get an artery or something. That might be what happened, we don't know, but the defense of this guy's his serious defense said, hey, it wasn't me, man. He only got shot once. If I'd have shot him, he'd have been shot a whole bunch of times. I was spraying bullets. That's his defense. Way to go, Randy Johnson. You're going to be in the Hall of Fame of dumbassery, Randy Johnson. That's where you're going to be. All right, up next, I got another celebrity in the news for guns. Maybe you've heard of this guy. His name is Michael Myers. We're going to talk about Mr. Michael Myers next. I thought Michael stabbed people. Not apparently anymore. Michael got a whole slew of guns. Get into this story. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. The big.
Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Today is the day in Denver. It is the Yamaha LCQ Privateer Challenge. And here are the names of the riders that'll be in there going for the big bucks. They say they've got about 100 grand to give away to these guys. And you're going to have Freddie Norin, John Short, Logan Carnow, Dominic Thury, Tristan Lane, Luke Neese, Lane Shaw, Richard Taylor, Devin Simonson, Hunter Schlosser, uh, Chase Marquier, Jared Lesher, Hunter Yoder, Alex Nagy. Uh, there's this even more and more. Josh Cartwright, Max Miller, Bobby Piazza, Joan Cross. There's a ton of dudes. All of these guys, you know their names because they're out there week after week absolutely battling with those big factory guys. They just don't have the big cash flow, and this race is really going to help them. So shout out to Mathis and the guys over at Pulp MX for putting this thing on today. I'm Scratch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a stretch show right now. You hear the music. You know what we're about to talk about. We're talking about Michael freaking Myers. Michael, Michael's old now. Michael's no spring chicken anymore. By the way, sidebar here. That god-awful last Halloween movie that they made where they finally killed off Michael Myers was the biggest piece of dog crap I've ever seen. That They not only killed Michael Myers, they raped his corpse. Yeah, they, they, they face-raped him, and then they butt-raped him, and then they chopped off his head and they crapped down his throat. That's what they did to Michael Myers. All of his years of service of being a great slasher and they just aborted him. They aborted him in like the 2032nd trimester of life is when they aborted him. Michael Myers, you can't kill Michael. You shoot Michael Myers, you stab him in the eye of the knitting needle, you stab him in the neck, you stab him, you shoot him, you get him in car crashes, you run him over with a car, you catch him on fire. You can't kill Michael Myers, yet they managed to do it. Not only did they kill him, they killed him in shame to where no one even wants to see him again. They're like, damn, I'm glad that guy's dead. That's how bad that that last Halloween movie was. And I'm a fan. A fan. Well, Michael Myers is out and he's pissed. He's like, they killed me. And I'm not coming back. There's not going to be another one now. This is BS. Well, guess what, Michael Myers? That's why he traded in the gun. He's like, you know what I could do? I could do a lot more damage if I traded in my knives for guns. And that's exactly what happened, apparently. It's happened in San Jose, California. Another city that the Stretch Ari has lived in. I really liked living in San Jose. It was awesome. Didn't like working in San Francisco, but I liked living in San Jose. That was a long commute, too. Well, this week, there was a man brandishing a firearm in a road rage incident. There were people there. They got a description of the vehicle. They got the license plate number. And it led San Jose Police Department officers to respond to a house at 9.30 in the morning on April the 13th and go see what's going on. They rolled up to the home of Mr. Michael Myers, aged 71 years old. And when they got there, they positively ID'd Mr. Myers as the suspect in the road rage incident that brandished a firearm. He had fled the area at the time after he brandished the gun. He jumped in his car and he boned out, but eagle-eyed witnesses uh, got enough information they were able to get a search warrant to come and search his property. So Michael Myers, the king of kitchen knives. By the way, Michael just killed the, killed the crap out of you with a kitchen knife. But I've seen Michael kill people with glass and pumpkins, you name it. My, Michael will kill you with a paperclip because he's like the MacGyver of killing is what he is. But... 
You know, he's, he's, he's famous for knives. That's his thing. Kitchen knives is his real thing. So they get to his house and they're like, okay, we got Michael Myers. Let's see what we got. Go in. They're expecting to see a big old, like, display of Ginsu's. But no, they found 21 semi-automatic uh, bolt a- and bolt-action rifles. They sent out 16 handguns. And three of them were ghost guns that he had made himself or bought after being made. And a couple of shotguns. They also found a fully automatic uh, machine gun, which is really illegal in California especially. And they found 10,000 rounds of ammunition. That is a lot of firepower for a serial killer that's used to killing people with knives. I'm just saying... I'm just saying, Michael Myers, Mike used knives, not anymore. He's old, he's 71 years old. It's hard to snatch people up and rip their throat out with your bare hands when you're 71 years old. It's hard to do for me, and I'm only like past 50, so I can't imagine what Michael Myers is doing. He is an OG psycho killer, and he had all kind of wounds on him. But yeah, they arrested him. He's in trouble. The San Jose Police Department is very proud of their people. Saying we got a dangerous man off the streets. Old guy, but yeah, a guy with that kind of firepower that's out whipping guns out on people because of a road rage incident. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and side with him on that one. At that point, you just deleted yourself. All right, coming up, let's get back into some more moto. We talked to Jordan Smith earlier from the Star Racing Yamaha team. How about we do a quickie with uh, Joe Shimoda from the Pro Circuit Kawasaki team? Love Joe Shimoda. We'll talk to him next. I'm Stretch. This is the Big 49. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, so many teams have just about lost all of their guys this Supercross season. No one more battered up throughout start to finish than the Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. Then you've got the Husqvarna team, which has nobody riding 450s right now and only a couple guys left in the 250s. You've got the Gas Gas team that is completely down. And currently, all of the 450 riders for the Red Bull KTM team are also out of it and not racing this season for the rest of the Supercross. Here's the good news. Aaron Plessinger, they say, is TBD this weekend. He is banged up with lots of swelling and bruising and some serious discomfort, but they're playing it by ear to see if he races this weekend in Denver. Let's hope he does because everybody loves a little AP. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is Stretch, and right now we are sitting down with Joe Shimoda for the first time this entire season because he's only been back for a couple races, and he's already back here on the podium, and it's got to feel good for everybody over at Pro Circuit Kawasaki to get somebody up on the box and to have one of their great guys back. Congratulations, Joe, on the results. And, you know, how did you do it? How did you get back to the podium so quickly after just getting back in the game this season? Um, <clears throat> more, more of, like, planning ahead type like, kind of thing. Okay. Um, I feel like I have better strategy. Okay. But, I mean, as a rider, all you can do is your, your, your best. So yeah. um, nothing, nothing changes. Race is a race. I treat yeah. it the same way. Okay. Um, so, yeah, all you can do is your, your own own best. All right, Joe, you've got a gnarly collarbone injury that sidelines you for the majority of this Supercross season, yet here we are. You're back on the bike, you have a race, you kind of dial it in pretty quickly, and now here you are back on the podium for the first time this season, something we were accustomed to seeing last year, but to be honest, 
I don't think many of us expected you to get right back to that after, you know, the long layoff that you've had here. What do you think it is that is the hardest part of getting back in the groove, starting this late, this far behind everybody else in the field for this uh, 2023 Supercross season? Uh, I mean, it's always going to be difficult, never easy, but yeah. uh, just uh, the sucks thing about you, when you join the race, uh, races later yeah. is that you just don't have the data from, you know, round one. Yeah. So uh, to me, it feels like you have to kind of start a little behind everyone. Yeah. And yeah, like a couple races to take that, take that back, you know, just even yeah. just for sus- suspension, like um, we did so much different testing after the first race. So yeah, um, yeah just small things like that adds up and then, yeah, it's just tough to um, be back and then yeah. be like strong again. It just takes time. But you're doing it, Joe. So congratulations on getting on the podium. I know everybody at that Pro Circuit team has got to be freaking stoked on seeing one of their guys up on the box, especially a guy that's been down for the entire season with injuries. So congratulations to you, to Mitch, to everybody over at Pro Circuit Kawasaki. Can't wait to see you finish out the year strong here uh, coming up in Utah. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Oh, you should be coming on pretty soon, dude. How much do you smoke? This will be a little demonstration of that. Listen, listen up. That was my skull. I'm so wasted. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Time to talk about the ganj. Time to talk about the marijuana gun. Believe me, you're not going to want to talk about this marijuana gun if you're a dope smoker. No, you are not. Uh, found this story marijuana behind 30% of schizophrenia cases in young men a major study has found who told you this before who told I just, uh, yeah same stretch he told you marijuana induced psychosis is real and the fact that it's setting off freaking schizophrenia in young men because they're smoking really 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 potent stuff and their brains aren't fully developed yet. Everyone knows that young men are still stupid. You don't really get your smarts together until you're about 25 years old. So the National Institute on Drug Abuse included 6 million people aged up to 50. And uh, what they found out is 30% of schizophrenia cases in men aged 21 to 30 are linked to cannabis addiction. Wait a minute. You can't be addicted to weed. It's all natural, bro. Yeah, no, you can be addicted to weed. And there's a lot of people addicted to weed. And a lot of young dudes that get addicted to weed smoke themselves into psychosis or schizophrenia. I've been saying this for so long, and now here I am with more scientific proof to back up what I say. It's hard to be right all the time. It's really hard. But, you know, I do it. I do what I got to do. Tell you guys, I'm out here preaching. I'm preaching the gospel. If you're afraid of the truth and you don't want to hear the truth, you shouldn't listen to the stretch. Because I beat you with the truth every day like it's a giant dong and you're a porn star taking it to the face. Wa-pop, wa-pop, wa-pop. Slapping you in the face with the truth. That's what I do. Say about 2.8 million adults in the United States have the condition. And they're finding out it's typically brought into older individuals. 
But of the people that have it at younger ages, between 21 and 30, 30% of those people had it brought on by really strong and frequent and massive marijuana use or marijuana addiction. They say people that uh, suffer from schizophrenia, and if you've ever been around one, they're a party. They suffer symptoms including losing touch with reality, hallucinations, paranoia, and inability to answer questions. And they face problems in their personal and professional lives when they're trying to deal with all that crap going on in their head. And life sucks, man. Life is a bitch, and life will kick you in the nuts. And when you've got some massive uh, mental illness going along that you brought on yourself by being a massive dope smoker, it is not good for you. So if you know a young dude that's awakened Baker, and I'm telling you, I, I thought it was bull, 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 bull when I was working at rehab. We get these kids in, man, and I remember we got this one kid in, and he had just graduated high school. And I'm like, it's a young dude to be in the mental ward of our rehab. And I talked to this kid, and I knew the school he went to, and I knew some of the same people he knew. And the more I talked to him, it seemed like, damn, this kid's effed up. And it was what it is. The diagnosis came in. It was a weed-induced psychosis. And he told me when he he graduated high school, went off to college, and he got to college, and he just started just baking it, just getting down. He used to smoke weed before he went to college, but as soon as he got out from under the roof of his parents and the watchful eye of mom and dad... And they were rich. He was just getting weed, getting weed, getting weed, getting weed, and just staying loaded. And a kid ended up having a full-on mental uh, breakdown. I, I don't think it was uh, schizophrenia, but it was definitely a marijuana-induced psychosis was the diagnosis. And as I looked at it, I was like, this seems like BS, but it's right on. These doctors might actually know what they're talking about. And then I saw more cases of it as time went on. So be, just be cautious, man. Don't do anything excessively and you'll be all right, says the fat guy that eats junk food excessively. If you do anything in moderation, you'll be all right in moderation. Even bad things can be okay sometimes in moderation. So think about it. And if you got any friends that are just spun out, it might be the weed. You're like, no, dude. Usually you tell them, smoke the weed. It calms them down. Yeah, no, no, no. That's what brought on their crazy. Just letting you know. Damn. Crazy, crazy. All right, let's get into... I got another interview right now? Oh, I, I've, I lost my place. I lost my place on the stretch show. I get into something. I think I, I smoked too much weed. I, I, I conjured out my head. I got stretch-induced psychosis. This is what I got. Yeah. It's the big 49. It's a Friday. I know the Moto Man and Kyle are coming up at 3 o'clock today. I know they'll talk to Bebek. I like Bebek. I don't really care so much for that Moto Man and that Kyle, but I like it when Bebek's on there. He's a nice guy. Works for Strive Distributing. Hooking it up killer with uh, all kinds of amazing... Uh, we got beer. I know there's beer in the in the warehouse now. I know that there is some liquid death in the warehouse right now. I know there's some badass ghost energy. And I asked, I'm like, make sure we get some sour apples. And we did. Shout out to Bebek. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday, we got some good news and bad news from Cooper Webb of that Red Bull KTM team. 
And here is the good news. He is not seriously injured. He said they took him straight to the hospital from the track in Nashville. He had to spend the night for observation. And they say he had a pretty good-sized concussion, but no damage to his neck or bones other than some bumps and bruises and a gnarly concussion. He is fine. Here's the bad news. He is off the bike completely for the next six to eight weeks, which means he is not only going to miss the remainder of the Supercross season, but probably the first half of the outdoor season, seeming as how he's not even going to be able to get onto a bike for about the first four weeks of the outdoor season, and then he's got to start training and getting ready again. So it's going to be a little while till we see Cooper Webb racing once again on that Red Bull KTM machine. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a stretch show. I have been derelict in my duties. I uh, must come out now and apologize to all of our Mexican friends here in Southern California. It is Cinco de Mayo, and this is the day you may just be like trying to get some lunch, and every taco shop is going to be packed with idiot white people. Yeah, it's kind of like St. Patrick's Day. Here in America, when everybody just goes out and gets drunk on Irish uh, whiskey and, and Irish beer and gets hammered and stupid. Just a reason to get drunk. Well, Cinco de Mayo is that, but on top of getting drunk on tequila and Mexican beer and margaritas, you end up going out for Mexican food. And, and then the real watered-down family version of that is like, Okay, kids, it's Cinco de Mayo. Let's go to the hood and get tacos. Oh, this will be great. And it's, it's awful, because white people go up and like, yes, I would like a quesadilla. Yes, a quesadilla, a tostado, yes, with no frijoles. <laughs> yeah, white people are annoying, annoying. I'm around them all the time. I am one. I annoy myself. I go with Moto Man. By the way, Moto Man uh, is, I'll give him this. That little ginger white man uh, loves Mexican food. It is his favorite thing. It is the only thing he eats. He only eats Mexican food. Every day is Cinco de Mayo when you are with the Moto Man. And no matter where you are, you'll be like, Moto, let's go get some lunch. And he'll be like, oh, I know a good burrito place over here. And then you go in and sure as crap, you, wherever you are, Moto Man will find a badass Mexican food place. Like good Mexican food too. I'm, I'm like, he's spot on. He is spot on the Moto Man when it comes to getting you the Mexican food. So my problem is, when you go inside, he insists on being the little ginger white guy that speaks Spanish to all the workers behind the counter. Which makes me want to hide and cringe and be like, God help me. Lord Jesus help me. Moto Man's like, hola, senorita. I would like a uh, El Pollo Asado Burrito with verde sauce, please. Uh, por favor. Oh, and I'm just like, please, God. Oh, please, God. And un coca, por favor. And I'm like, oh, God, Moto, shut up. Just shut up. We're going to get spit in our food. I'm standing there going, I'm going to order and pay separately from him. Not because I'm a cheap bastard, but because I don't want them to spit in my food. I want them to think, is that gringo with that gringo? Because you start spitting in gringo's food. And today is spitting gringo's food day, also known as Cinco de Mayo around Los Angeles. Man. Just go in there and be like, yeah, I'll have a taco, please. Carne asada. You can say it like a white guy. The, the, 
then we'll respect that game. They'll appreciate the business. They'll give you good service. But when you start going in and speaking Spanish and doing it poorly, oh, bad, bad things happen. So I'm, I'm putting this warning out. It's the same time. It's a warning to all of my white friends, and it is a uh, apology to all of my Latin friends. Remember, I grew up in Downey. I, I know almost everyone I know is Mexican. That's how it works. That's Downey. My mom and dad still live there. Ooh, I got a place, by the way, a gringo-ass Mexican food place, and it's called El Taco in Downey. And it is started, the guys started, uh, the two people that started it founded Taco Bell down the street. Yes, Taco Bell. These two dudes. And then they got into a fight, and one of them didn't like the way the company was going. And he came down the street and started El Taco about a mile down the street from the original Taco Bell. And then El Taco, it's that, it's, it's about five million times better than uh, Taco Bell, but it is still nowhere near authentic. But I love it. I grew up on it. It is my favorite Mexican food in the world. And it is very unauthentic Mexican food. But God, do I love El Taco and Downey. There used to be two, and then one closed down. And I think there's still one or two of them in Orange County, but there are not very many. And then look how the guy that... Who do you think won that argument? I'd say the guy with Taco Bell. He's got crappier food, but he's sleeping on a pile of money somewhere when he sold out. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do the Big 49. I'm going to sell out on my partners and be like, I'm the Taco Bell guy. You guys go be El Taco down the street with much better food, but I'll sleep on my money. All right, so anyway, happy Secret of Mayo to everyone. Uh, enjoy responsibly. Get your drink on. I know uh, uh, Moto will be talking about Cinco de Mayo beverages today with our friend Bebek at 3 o'clock here. That'll be fun. I'm sure they'll have some good stuff. Maybe get a neutral. Maybe get a Cinco de Mayo uh, neutral on. That'll be good. Estrella uh, beer. There's a lot of stuff. So who, who knows what they'll have. But they'll be talking about some good stuff, I'm sure, today. And today is a, it, it's like a national drinking holiday. A Cinco de Mayo on a Friday? Forget about it. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday, Justin Barsha gave us an update on his injuries, and there was more than just a broken collarbone. By the way, that was repaired in a surgery on Monday that apparently went well. He also broke two ribs, he said, and his right shoulder in that accident coming up over the Dragon's back. So Justin Barsha, another dude that's going to miss a very large portion of the outdoor season as well as the rest of the Supercross season this year. And it sucks because he had massive momentum going and was really fun to watch and was getting a streak of freaking podiums there in the last five or six weeks. So get well soon, Justin Barsha. We'll see you at some point towards the end of outdoors, I imagine. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. Cinco de Mayo time. Time to go get your drink on. You know what's great about uh, Cinco de Mayo? It's one of those days where at 10 o'clock in the morning, it's okay to have margarita. It's totally acceptable. Go have a Corona. Yeah, go have a Modelo. Just get your drink on. That's what you can do. Get your effing drink on. It is wonderful. It is a national drinking day, Cinco de Mayo. And I, I can't wait to hear what they got cooking on the Last Chance Radio Show today at 3 o'clock. The blind leading the blind of that show, I'll tell you that. 
Same crew you're going to get on Saturday. I will not be here for Supercross coverage. Coming to you from Denver, Colorado. No, I will not. It will be Moto Man, Jason from HYR, and Bookie Kyle. I got to go do some real work. This is what I do as we keep this thing on the tracks. Sometimes I got to go do real stuff. Is what it is. I will be back, though, Monday morning as I continue my marathon uh, work week from hell and go into another one next week. It's cr- I'm on a crazy schedule right now. I got to do what I got to do, and you do too. And how do you take the edge off? I know. Go have a couple drinks today for Cinco de Mayo. Go have a burrito. If you know Moto Man, like I do, you say, Moto, where can I get a burrito around here? I'll be like, oh, there's a place over here. Blah, blah, blah. He just knows. He's the dude. He's the uh, burrito hookup. He really is. Every now and then I'll see him stray out and get a taco or something, but for the most part, he's a burrito dude. Yeah. Even though he's disappointing sometimes, he says, let's get Chipotle. Oh, Chipotle. Yeah. Chipotle tearing the ass out of me is what it is. I think that's what the English translation of Chipotle means. It's tearing the ass out of me. Sitting in those warming dishes all day. I just ate some. Now I gotta go explosive diarrhea. I don't think I should say that. They may not ever advertise on a big 49. Oh, no, Mono, I lost another one. What are we going to do? I don't know. I don't really care either. Because I'm going to keep preaching the truth. That's <laughs> what I do. I say the truth. I spew the truth everywhere I go. I'm a truth magnet. All right, I'm getting up out of here. I got to go to friggin' work is what I got to do. So you guys enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Cinco de Mayo. Thank you for listening to us. Tell everybody you know. Don't forget the podcast is everywhere. Podcaster serve. The Moto Show on Saturday is a video vlog you can see at our website. And then uh, live today, 3 o'clock, Moto Man and Kyle. You can give them a call, 866-49-BIG-49. Tell them Stretch told me to call you and say, suck up on ease. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Till then, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America. <laughs>